What's going on, everybody? I am excited to kick off a brand new series we are starting on this episode, which is a CEO series. So we're gonna be talking to a range of CEOs from all different types of industries, and we're gonna learn how they got into their position. We're gonna talk a little bit about their why, and we're gonna see how they deal with pressure, stress, and everything that comes along with being an executive leader. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's a great day for the ROI podcast. We've got 36 episodes under our belt now, and we're kicking off what's sure to be one of the most valuable series of podcasts we've recorded yet. Of course, I'm Shane Simmons, and I've got Phil Powell here with me, who's the Associate Dean of Academic Programs at the Kelly School. Phil, are you ready for the CEO series? Absolutely, Shane. Talking to the leaders of large, successful organizations, there's just so much to learn. And I'm so excited today because I get to interview my boss. Well, this is going to be part one of a two-part episode with I.D. Kessner. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the characteristics that make a great executive and also provide advice for women who find themselves in an executive role. And of course, some of the characteristics that's helped I.D. get where she is today. And, and as you know, Phil, she is such a, a prominent leader for us here at the Kelly School. You know, Shane, this question of executive decision-making touch, touches ID in so many ways. First of all, ID is an accomplished scholar in executive leadership. And she's an executive herself. But what is so special is that in her executive role as dean, she's leading an organization that she also graduated from. She's a Kelly School alum. What a great privilege to lead the place from wit- that made you. And so it comes out in her leadership. It comes out in her enthusiasm for the place. And so she was excited to talk to us. And we started our conversation. I asked her two or three things that she believes makes a great executive. And here's what she said. Well, certainly the characteristics of the executive are very important. And Phil, you are well aware of the fact that we talk often about characteristics of the ideal Kelly student and ultimately the ideal Kelly alum And fortunately, those same characteristics are also important for successful executives. So they include, we talk about the talent to succeed, the humility to grow, and the tenacity to persevere. Now that talent piece, clearly we're we're talking here about um, skills and knowledge sets. So talent is important. It's important for every executive to have talent in order to be able to do the job that he or she is is assigned or, or is tasked to do. But those other two dimensions are really less obvious, but extremely important. Humility means that you recognize that as an executive, there's always more to learn. It means that you're willing to be able to intake feedback, to make changes based on that feedback. And it means that you're willing to admit when you make a mistake and fix that mistake. And then there's that aspect of tenacity. Um, Some people might refer to it as grit, if you will. The ability for an executive to roll up his or her sleeves and get the job done, and to persist against obstacles and hurdles. So we like to think that those characteristics that we train and look for in our students are also characteristics important to executives. And Shane, building off of these points, ID offered some special insights for women leaders. But there are some unique things that, unique challenges that women have that they need to think about. And one of them is to try and overcome doubts or lack of confidence. 
based on information that's presented in a wonderful book that I highly advise all women executives to read. It's called The Confidence Code. It's by Claire Shipman and Katie Kay. And in that book, there are many great points that they make, but they cite one really intriguing uh, a study in particular, and it's a study done by HP. And it focused on when men would apply to take on a new assignment or a new role versus women. And what they found is men only needed to be about 60% confident or 60% uh, confident that they could meet those objectives versus women that had to be 100% there. They had to feel 100% confident that they had the experiences in order to achieve that new role. That's a big gap. It's a big difference. I think sometimes women hold this, themselves back from taking on new assignments and growing in those assignments. And so I definitely think women need to basically turn off that voice in their head that says, no, you're not good enough to take on that assignment. And my advice is to overcome those, those negative kinds of communications that you do internally and talk yourself into something as opposed to out of something. You know, that's a good point that I want to really take some time and reemphasize from what ID just talked about. Think about how many times you've talked yourself out of something rather than talking yourself into something. And when you look at the definition of who a leader is and what makes up their character, it's someone who they may not always have all the answers right away, but they will do what they can to find them. In many ways, they're fearless. They'll, they'll take on challenges and find solutions to problems. So we may not know all the answers right away, Phil, but that's okay as long as we're working towards finding the answer and solving a problem, offering a solution. And in general, Shane, you know, it's important to understand that we all communicate differently, but that diversity is what can empower an organization different views, different perspectives. Adi talks about that here. I also think that we need to recognize that men and women communicate differently. And it's the diversity uh, that can actually enhance the organization if it's embraced properly. Interestingly enough, even when men and women communicate similarly, it's often interpreted differently. Men may be direct or to the point. Women are bossy in those cases. Men may be passionate or enthusiastic. Women are emotional. And so we have to recognize that communication styles are different. And that difference, that diversity, is actually a good thing for the organization. So my advice is don't get discouraged by the negative comments that you may receive as a woman executive. Don't, don't worry about your communication style being different from your male counterparts. And Idy insists that executives should frequently solicit feedback. She says this is very, very important. I think women are very good actually at listening to negative feedback. Um, sometimes I think they, they integrate that negative feedback too much. But what I'm advocating for is having effective women executives solicit feedback. You can and should go out and find uh, people who, are be, who will be mentors for you and coaches and sponsors and advisors. And it doesn't have to be one person. It could be a team of people. And it doesn't have to be all women. It could be men and women. And it doesn't have to be someone from your industry. It can be people from other industries as well. And it doesn't even have to be from your own functional area. In fact, I encourage you to solicit advice from people from other functional areas. But you know, Shane, here's the tricky part about holding an executive leadership position. Many times someone has developed into a role because of their technical skill. 
that they did very well. But when you're put into a, a position of executive leadership, you don't have time to do everything. In fact, you have such limited time, you have to know how to help others achieve greatness. Others have to do the skills that you used to do. You have to encourage that. The mindset, the emotion, what goes on between the two ears is very, very important. What goes on in one's heart is very important for leading an organization. So there's the part of knowing how to do the job, the technical aspects of what you have to do. And then there's the part of motivating others, leading others, inspiring others. If you have only one, you'll be a great tech technical person, you'll be a great tactician, but you not, won't necessarily be a great leader. If you have the other, you might be able to inspire people, but they, the organization may not be able to accomplish it because you have to make sure that that inspiration gets translated into action. You really have to have both components, both features to be in a successful role as an executive. All right, Phil, so I have a question. We know that saying, leaders are readers, and it's true, I feel like, with everybody that we have interviewed throughout this podcast uh, in our 36 episodes, that, that holds true. So what books does Idy recommend reading? What are some of her go-tos? You know, Shane, it's important to remember, while Idy is CEO of the Kelly School of Business, she is first and foremost a scholar. She is first and foremost a professor. So she's a voracious reader, and here's her response to that great question. Let me offer a few practitioner books that I think are good. One classic is Good to Great by Jim Collins. Now, many of your listeners may have already read this book. If you haven't, I, I do highly encourage you to do it. If you haven't read it in a while, it might be good to pull it out, dust it off, and read it again. There's some great advice in that book about how to move organizations forward and how to go from good to creating great organizations. A book I just finished, I just finished reading this a couple days ago, uh, following my trip to Korea, was The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Someone actually gave me this book, and because it had moments in the title, and because our brand message is go from moment to momentum, I thought this might be a good read. And in fact, it was a very good read. Now, for women executives, I might recommend one more book, and that is The Confidence Code by Claire Shipman and uh, Katie Kay. This book is a great book. Uh, it really helps you understand why women sometimes have more challenging roads ahead in their executive positions. And I think it's a great book to overcome some of those challenges and to know that you're not alone, that other women have faced some of these same hurdles. So if we can conclude about what ID has talked about, a great executive needs those three qualities we talk about here and emphasize at the Kelly School of Business. The talent to succeed, the humility to grow, and the tenacity to persevere. These qualities will make all of us well-rounded leaders. And whoever embraces those, they will set themselves on a path to great accomplishment. Well, that's just part one of our two-part interview with Kelly School of Business Dean Idy Kessner, and just the first of many episodes in our CEO series. And as you could tell in that episode, lots of valuable information there. And if applied, you know, if you didn't just listen, but if you actually apply this information into your life, into your business, you're going to see tremendous things starting to happen and create massive momentum for wherever you're heading. 
And of course, next week, we're going to continue our interview with Dean ID Kessner. We're going to talk more about measuring your success as an executive. How do you do that? What are some of the things that you look at? And how do you build a great team around you? And of course, how do you stay motivated in such a, what sometimes can be a stressful environment? Well, that's going to do it for this part one episode of the ROI podcast. Thank you to Dean Eide Kessner for spending her time with us. And we look forward to sharing part two with you all next week. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. And we're going to be right back here next week with part two with Dean Eide Kessner. Have an amazing day, everybody.